Yeah. Here, cheat this way. That way. There you go, dude. Oh, perfect. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you all for uh, listening to Competing in Cornfields. Um, um, Clint Baldwin. I'm here with uh, uh, Felix Isel. That's it. There we go. All right. Uh, so, uh, Felix, do you got any sponsors or uh, events or things that you would like to shout out? Um, yeah, but they don't pay me enough. So, like, no, no. Um, I don't know. Like, <laughs> so first of all, like, I guess you're talking about brought up about sponsors. Um, before you even talk about any type of sponsorships, big like shout out to like Romology, Jay Donaldson. Yeah. Um, you know that's a great business, and without that place, I wouldn't have a place to do my comedy. So first and foremost, right there, I guess in, in a way he kind of, he's kind of a sponsor. So we do the shows out from Homology. We have a great time. Um, you know, great place. It, it is. It's a fun. It's a fantastic yeah. atmosphere. It's fun when we get our shows going, and it's really classy like every other night for sure. You know, and then, of course, we got the Gato Comedy Gauntlet, which is our big competition. Fly Dogs, 3110 O Street. Marcus Pearson and the gang out there, they're really handling business. They're an, they're an official corporate sponsor of that. And, I mean, I'm in a really blessed place because, I mean, we, we went through Rona, all this kind of stuff, and I just can't even believe that I'm – in the discussion of having sponsors, you know? So Fly Dogs is definitely the first, you know, one to come on board, but we're currently talking to others and we'll see if we can like just get the negotiations right. So it's kind of exciting, man. That is exciting. I need yeah. to head out to Fly Dogs too. Dude, you gotta go, man. Seriously, <laughs> like it, it's nuts. You know, this wasn't even part of the sponsorship. This was just part of a collaboration between like Marcus and I, but we got the Gato Comedy Dog. It's it's awesome. I, I went back to my childhood. I go down to Mexico and like Mexicans can't do just like normal snacks like they gotta like you know get extra with it so it's onions it will like the sauteed onions chopped uh, diced tomatoes ketchup salsa bacon man it's a mayonnaise and it is slamming dude it, it is slamming so big shout out to, to Marcus yeah you gotta go down there man go there try yeah. Gato Comedy Dog tell him I sent you man that sounds amazing I'm gonna have to do that uh really quick I, I don't know yeah. have you ever done the one chip challenge Man, I'm not messing with that. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, I ain't touching that. I ain't touching okay, that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you know how like, you know, like stereotypes are based on stuff, right? So for real, I eat tortillas with like every single meal. That's just how it goes. Sometimes my silverware doesn't even get dirty because I just mm -hmm. like tortillas every single meal. But where I break away is I max out at like jalapenos. Like, so I'm not doing like habaneros or like one chip challenge. Like, nope, that's fine, man. I'll, I'll leave that to somebody else. That's the, that's like... The expert Mexicans, man. I'm just, like, on a different vibe. Yeah, I ain't doing uh, that. I did about a half on Saturday. Half and a I, chip? Yeah, half a chip. Only half. And I was ruined for, like, ten minutes and drank a ton of milk. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyways. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. Right. Um, unless you're a really crazy hot person. Like, I'm a, you know, decent. I'm like you, pretty much, on the hot scale. Right. And uh, you gotta be a crazy person. You gotta like be that. nuts, man. Yeah, forget that noise. That ain't happening ever. Yeah. No way. Uh, I just want to say shout out to 360 Phase Barbershop uh, on 48th Street behind Canes. Um, shout out to Brian there. Go check him out. All right, uh, Felix, you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, what do you want to know, man? I mean, there's, I mean, dude, let me know what, what it is that you, uh, what I can share with you. There's so much here, dude. Um, I guess uh, let's just like get a overall about uh, like the Gato, uh, you the know, comedy, co the comedy, yeah, and. For sure, uh, dude. You know, maybe how you got into that and stuff like that. You know, I was dared to do this stand-up comedy competition. And so I've never done stand-up comedy, right? And I was like, well, whatever. You know, sounds like fun. I jumped in. I did it. I got third place out of 20 comedians from Omaha to Kansas City. 
So that was cool. I didn't think nothing of it. And then a couple months go by, the uh, the venue reaches out to me, and they're like, hey, would you come and consider doing open mics? And then we'll, in exchange, give you tickets to our actual shows and drinks. And I was like, well, that sounds like a good idea. Mm. You know, whatever. So then I went, I did these open mics, and that was just kind of the deal that we had going on. And I was like, okay, that's fine. That's fun. Then all of a sudden, they're like, hey, why don't you MC for us for one of these nights we've got, you know, to, to get on stage and do it. And I was like, all right, cool. So I did the thing. I emceed it. Uh, you know, and this is just me being cocky, but I felt that in like the 10 minutes that I was on stage, like, you know, I could bang with anybody else and I stole the show. Mm-hmm. So that led to someone else reaching out, like a fan, you know, that would follow me on Facebook or whatever and said, hey, I got a friend that owns a bar in Central City, Nebraska. <laughs> I didn't even heard of Central City, Nebraska, right? And I was like, well, whatever. So they said, would you go out and do comedy there? And it was at that point where I was like, okay, yeah, that sounds like fun. And they're like, you know, for dinner and drinks. And this is the deal. And I would encourage this for anyone is it's at that moment that you've got to decide what type of whatever are you going to be? You know, whether it's a comedian or whether it's a fighter or whether it's, you know, a construction worker, whatever it is. But are you going to do it? as a profession and get paid or are you going to do it as a hobby and get dinner and drinks because like i can't pay my taxes and dinner and drinks i can't mm-hmm. pay you know the bills and dinner and drinks so i was like i can't do it for dinner and drinks even though i had nothing no experience behind me i wasn't going to do it for that so talked with the venue owner we made the money right got a bunch of people we went out we had a blast the guy he's on record saying that was his best night of business ever because there was something going on mm-hmm. and we had a great time we did a great show and then people hung around and partied afterwards. So that's how that thing. And then a big shout out to Rosie, man. Ryan, Rosie, and Thiel over at, from Rosie's, you know, mm-hmm. on uh, 14th and Highway yep. 2. That guy gave me a shot. We made the money right. I did my first show that I produced for myself. And it was nuts because I thought I was going to do one show at 7 o'clock and just see what happens. That sold out in like hours from posting on Facebook. So we did a second show. This was August 17th of 19, 2019. Then we did a couple then we did another show in November. It was amazing, sold out. Mm-hmm. Then we're like, dude, let's do it. Let's let's go for real deal with this stuff, right? And then uh the Rona hit. We were going to start in March. Mm-hmm. March like 28th was going to be my first show of 2020. We we're going to go like every month. Yeah. And then Rona hit, of course. Shut everybody down. Get over to uh some guys that I had met, uh, big shout out to Gabriel for hair and Billy Two Guns, really good dudes. Mm-hmm. I crossed paths with them at Rosie's. They were doing, they were setting up an open mic over there. I went to just go support, you know, mm-hmm. some other comedians. They were cool. Then after Rona, they shifted their open mic to Romology. I show up to Romology just to be supportive, right? Mm-hmm. And then of course, man, Bill Deakman, Billy Two Guns, solid, solid guy, just aces across the board. I can't say enough good things about that guy. He was like, dude, are you going to do something, man? Get up on stage. And I was like, nah, I don't know. I, don't know. I was like, whatever, I'll do something. He's like, oh, this is going to be awesome. So I get up on stage. I talked smack for like 10 minutes. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. Jay comes up to me, Jay Donaldson, the owner. He's like, hey, man, you know, I want to book you. And I was like, well, I got this this deal going on over here where it's more like a production deal, not just a performance deal. Mm-hmm. And then Jay and I talked. It was a really sweet thing. I mean, again, I wouldn't be where I'm at without Jay Donaldson or without, you know, Rosie's or without Central City or without, you know, all those kind of things. And right. so it was just kind of this weird progression. And now it looks like, you know, we're on the 
We're on the upswing, you know, of everything with the COVID and kind of stuff like that. We've been rolling out some more shows. We're selling out consistently. It's just a blast, dude. It's just a fun. So that's how it started, and that's where we're at. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, like, did the first shows that you uh, started out, like, were they mostly, like, pretty successful? Or I know you've been selling out. No, I've only sold out. Mm -hmm. From the first show that I did, I sold out in a couple of hours, and then I added a second show. And then it's, I've only sold out. It's, it's amazing. I mean, it's really cool. I'm lucky to have friends that, you know, like support what I do. But then I'm also lucky to be able to create fans. Yeah. But the way you do that is you get a good product, you know? So I find the right talent. I put them in the right place. You know, I'm with the right venue. And I mean, Jay's been incredibly supportive. You know, he's, Mm -hmm. he's gotten the word out. The comedians that I've brought on board, you know, they, they've been hustling and stuff, you know, doing what they got to do. And I really hope that. Whatever happens at, at a Gato Comedy Showcase is a stepping stone for bigger and better things for these guys. Because there's a lot of talent that comes through our stage mm-hmm. that definitely has the it factor. They oh, de- yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to see, I'm, I'm hoping to see these guys go out and do bigger and better things for sure. For sure. Yeah. I was going to ask you at some point, uh, but uh, like my second open mic, I was yeah. at Rosie's. Yeah. And uh, I was, uh, I don't know, I had uh, some kind of, oh, a joke about a. <clears throat> Uh, anyway, about like Adam and Eve and saying uh-huh. it'd be more convincing if uh, they gave up, like uh, brought sin into the world and gave up like everything. Uh, if it was a pizza tree versus a <laughs> apple, apple tree, it's stupid. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> that was a joke I wrote in high school. But I was doing it at Rosie's. Yeah. And uh, then uh, some guy just like walks right up to the stage, and as he's like walking by, walking out, he just goes thumbs down, yeah. like right in my face. I thought he was the owner for a little while, but right. I figured out he wasn't. But like. Do you ever have to deal with hecklers? I was, like, stunned for a second, and then I was like, oh, yeah. I remember where I was. So, you know, there's – I'll answer that, and then I'll, I'll give you another answer to go with it. So as far as, like, hecklers, I don't mind them, mm-hmm. you know, but the hecklers got to understand that if you want to be a part of the show, be prepared to be part of the show. Yeah. Now, there's someone that's up on the stage that, you know, is rehearsed, that's, you know, that that's, that's ready for this, plus they have the microphone, mm-hmm. plus they have the spotlight. Plus, they have the audience on their side. Right. Because the audience came to see a comedian on stage, not to hear your drunk ass. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, I always just say, you should be ready. Yeah. Now, I've had hecklers, mm-hmm. and I've chopped them up, I've sliced them up. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> it's, you know, and I don't mind it, because I'm like, you're just giving me material that's totally, like, spontaneous, you know, it's impromptu, it's a lot of fun. And then, ultimately, if it gets out of control, you just say, all right, you're done. And then mm-hmm. they're done. You know what I mean? Like, right. the heckler can't tell you that you're done. So if you maintain control, you're going to be all right. You know, you got to keep a level head. And just always know that it's in your back pocket to, like, give them the boot. Right. You know? And then, yeah. Yeah. And I guess the other part about it is, is you got someone that's walking out, and they're kind of giving you the thumbs down. Yeah. That seems to more like be like a hater than a heckler. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I've definitely faced, like, my fair share of, of haters. And I think anytime you're a dynamic personality or a big personality mm-hmm. right and i'm not the only one there's there's tons of us out here but it's going to be polarizing people are going to love you or they're going to hate you you know hey kitty <laughs> oh. mr puff you get out of here mr puff that's your cast yeah <laughs> hey you can't see it folks but mr puff is crawling around the set what's up mr puff but i was gonna say about the haters man you know the number one way to like overcome any type of like hate or gossip or, or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. is just out create it just be more creative. Just be more dynamic. Just be bigger than Mr. Puff over here hating on my shoes. 
What's up, Mr. Pup? But no, man, you just keep doing a good product. You don't get worried about what people, you know, because mm-hmm. no matter what, you're not going to please anybody. And comedy, it's so subjective. Mm-hmm. You know, what you find funny, I might not. And, right. and vice versa. You know what I mean? So you keep doing what you got to do, and you keep putting out a good product, and the people that love you will gravitate towards you, and the people that, that hate on you, they're never. there's nothing that you could do. There's nothing that you could ever do that's going to be good enough for a hater to say, okay, yeah, you know what? I like this guy now. Right. Right. They're not right. wired that way. You yeah. Know? As a matter of fact, I've had people hate on me and still reach out. So now they want to be in the shows. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, and you know what? If they were good, I would totally, like, take the high road and be like, come on in. Mm-hmm. You know? Because I think there's nothing but love. There's enough, enough light for everyone to shine. Oh, 100 percent yeah and uh like you all you touched on that comedy was like subjective yeah um do you think that there's anything that might be off limits uh like whenever if for somebody set like not something just like terrible raunchy mm-hmm. or like no, nothing like that's you know if if it's well thought out do you think that there's anything that's off limits for me there is yeah so, so first and foremost i'm a huge supporter of the first amendment mm-hmm. and and that includes like people that i disagree with and that, and I'll tell right. it, right? And, and someone that's faced racism, mm-hmm. someone that's like had, you know, racism come at him, I still support the bigot and the racist right to their freedom of speech. And I think by trying to silence anyone's First Amendment right, we're totally, we're totally going against the, like, what we're about. Mm-hmm. So that I want to make sure to say first and foremost. Now, saying that, what I will, like, allow on my stage... And what I will present to my audience, and not only that, but with the people that I work with, mm-hmm. you know, I have their reputation to like, you know, think about as well. So I'm doing a show, but my show doesn't exist without Ramology. Right. Right. And so people may not be able to separate that this terrible comedian is different from Gato, who's different from Ramology, who's different from Jay. Right. I have a responsibility to Ramology. Yeah, and we have a responsibility to the audience. So, as far as a Gato comedy showcase mm-hmm. show or a Gato comedy syndicate show is concerned, nothing dark. I, I think there's some very serious topics, and then we need to have a, a good conversation about them. Mm-hmm. But a stand-up comedy stage isn't the place for them. Right. Some comedians want to go there. That's their First Amendment right, and there's plenty of stages for that. Ours isn't one of them. Well, maybe. Do you think that it might be acceptable at an open mic, but maybe not at one of your competition shows or one mm-hmm. of your regular shows? So you wouldn't allow that, but at an open mic, maybe I don't know. So that all depends on the open mic and the scenario and the type of scene, right? So mm-hmm. now we're kind of dipping into this whole thing of like you know at an open mic, typically there's no cover charge, mm-hmm. right? And you'll have people that go there for the bar, and an open <laughs> mic happens to break out. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah, so yeah. so I think as a business owner. You've got to make that call. Mm-hmm. You know, is this level of humor, whatever that may be, is it going to help my business or hurt my business? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think as a comedian, you know, you're like, okay, well, is this venue, you know, a place that I want to actually support and be supportive of? Or is this something that I'm just going to trash and not care? Mm-hmm. So there, there's a couple, there's, there's some moving parts there. If it were up to me. And I would see someone, you know, busting out like the dark humor and these these weird topics or what have you. I'd probably just say, there's a lot of venues out there, and, and I wish you well, but our stage probably isn't the best place for you to do that kind of stuff. Right. But that's the beautiful thing about it is we have 
the, the you know we have First Amendment rights. We have tons of venues, mm-hmm. right? We're not the only show in town. Yeah. Best of luck to you. Right. We're just the best show in town. Of course, of course. Well, and I mean, like you can take it pretty pretty far like, as long as you're like creative and not like super dark or morbid or anything like right. that. I mean, like I don't know. Like I hadn't heard anything that was like super offensive or anything crazy yet, even at Ramology at all. Right. Um, you know, so that's good. And you know, I we like to definitely push the envelope. I know that I do. You know, but again, there's those things, and that's the thing is like, are we saying something just for the shock factor? Or is there some intelligent humor behind it? Right. Right. Are we saying something just to have you like cringe or is it to be like a little thought provoking? And is there, you know, is it to be hurtful or is it to be, you know, like we're razzing? There's a difference there. Right. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Multiple times at open mics, uh, the comedians uh, came up to Caroline after and were like, hey, thank you. You're the only one who laughed at my school shooting <laughs> joke. And I'm like, <laughs> like, <laughs> she's the only one who's losing it. And they're like, oh, thanks. You know, like, at least there yeah. wasn't silence. Like, <clears throat> I, you know, that's bad. Like, you, I don't know. But it's all, like, I don't know. So, Caroline, that's probably where you and I would have a difference of opinion um, <laughs> as to what our humor is. But it's subjective, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm sure that there's there's a place out there for, for that type of stuff. Yeah, no, exactly. Um yeah, well, and, like, you're more laughing at that person being crazy, too, versus, yeah. Sure, uh, right, yeah, you're like, I can't believe them. this, right, I can't yeah. believe they just dropped that, you know, here or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, uh, let's see. Okay, so, um, how do you, uh, compare, like, if you are just getting ready for a set versus, uh, you're hosting your whole comedy show, right, as well as doing your thing? right. How do I prepare for it? Well, I mean, I guess uh, what what uh, what will be the difference there, or I don't know what what extra challenges are mm-hmm. like being the host, uh, mm-hmm. doing your thing, you yeah. know, versus just getting up there. So, well, it, I mean, gosh, being a host or whatever, you come out, you've got to definitely like handle some business, right? You got to mm-hmm. make sure to like let people know like what's going on, like where the restrooms are, just some housekeeping stuff. And mm-hmm. of course, when that light hits, as a performer first, you you sort of like you're like oh, I got to make sure to say these kind of things, you know. Um, and as a host, I think I am responsible for for that immediate atmosphere, the immediate ambiance and energy, because we want to like really have a welcoming stage for mm-hmm. these comedians to come up on, right? So we want that audience yeah. to be warmed up, to be primed, right? So you definitely got to like work the crowd a little bit and invite them in. You know, I mean, that's that's what makes the show is the audience. Right. You know, everything is is audience centered. You know, we, we want to make sure that the audience has a complete experience. That's why we say we're the best experience in the region. And it's not that, like, that we're just here patting ourselves on the back. It's because at our production meetings, we think about the audience first. What can we do to make their experience right. from the second they hit the door to the second they leave being like, holy smokes, this was <laughs> something out of there, you know? So as a host, that's mm-hmm. definitely like what's on my mind. When I go back to the green room, make sure that all the talent is taken care of, that they're good, yeah. their drinks are solid, you know, because... It's audience focused, but it's also talent focused. You know, we have a fantastic green room. We want to make sure that everybody's comfortable, everybody's feeling good, feeling the energy, feeling the love. If I'm a performer, I guess the thing is is that I started doing Gato Comedy stuff and it was just I was producing it, so I don't know what it's like. I mean, I had those ten minutes, you know, back back you know, at the at the comedy loft that's you know, not a business or whatever. I had those 10 minutes to just be a performer. Mm-hmm. But even then, it was like you're also an MC. Right. So I've never had just a, where I'm like, oh, this is my set and this is what I'm going to do. 
You've been doing the whole thing the whole time. The whole thing the whole time. Yeah. yeah. And now we're expanding. Now we're growing. So I guess knock on wood that like I hope I never am just a performer, you know. And For I don't sure. want to say just a performer, but at least when it comes to gato. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then uh, and then so, uh, you know, what? do you have a process of like letting go of material or like, you know what I mean? Um, where you think that, you, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like switching it up. You have to. Yeah. You you absolutely have to, right? Because the worst thing is, you know, and I've seen cats, man. Mm-hmm. I've seen cats do the same joke from two years ago. And I just, what what are we doing here? I get right. it. You want to be polished. You want to, like, you know, work it out. But there's a mirror. There's a camera. Like, video yourself. You know, yeah. rehearse. So you, you've got to definitely, like, evolve your stuff. And I think it's okay if you're in front of a new audience. But you got to. You gotta just assume that if you're in the same city, or I mean, it's like we're in Lincoln, Nebraska. We're three hundred thousand. This isn't New York. We're like, oh, I'm gonna hit Brooklyn tonight, right. and I'm gonna go hit Queens tomorrow, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah, right. this is Lincoln. We're like, well, I'm yeah. gonna hit like near South Lincoln and then South Lincoln. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. So yeah, you gotta keep it. You gotta keep it fresh, man, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I hear that all day. Yeah. Oh yeah. So uh like obviously you started mm-hmm. got to a comedy and like all that. Yeah. Um like how or is there um I don't know, what do you do or is there a certain process that you do to like reach your goals and uh do you have any that you're like willing to share like, with us? Yeah, well I guess So it, like do you like write them down? Mm-hmm. Do you just think about them all the time? So what kind of goals are we talking? Are we talking like production goals from a producer side or from a performer side? Um I guess just like do you have any goals that you're willing to share? Sure. I, well, you know, the one thing is, is, is we want to, we, we boast that we're the region's best comedy experience. Mm-hmm. So one goal is to like, never let that title go. Right. right. And be able to like say, yeah, like, you know, I'll take the Pepsi challenge across the board. Mm-hmm. Show me a better experience, you know? And I don't care if you're a nationwide chain, you know, or, or some spot down in Kansas city, like you come to Romology, you're yeah. going to have a fantastic time. For sure. So that's a constant goal that, will will be reached and then reset you know what i mean mm-hmm. we're never going to just sit on our laurels for that as far as like a personal goal from a performance side um it would be to just keep growing you mm-hmm. know get back on stage as a performer you know i was really lucky that you know the first show that i did i did went up there for 50 minutes mm-hmm. i didn't know i don't know any better <laughs> You know, I was just like, okay, whatever, I'm going to get out here. I mean, that's what I saw, like, on, you yeah. know, on Netflix, on Comedy Central, you know, on HBO back when I was a little kid. They, they go up there, they hang out for an hour, mm-hmm. and they tell jokes. That's what I did. Right. Right? And then people were like, dude, do it again. So I did it again, you know? Mm-hmm. Now I'm finding out, I was like, that's a long time. Yeah. But people still haven't seen me perform. I'm still kind of riding on that reputation. But people are, but, you know, they get little snippets of me as an MC. So I know eventually I got to get back on stage. Right. Right. And now, of course, there's this big pressure because the bigger you are, the bigger the target is. Right. And the bigger the haters are. And they're like, yeah, make me laugh, you son of a bitch. You know? Oh, man. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if I'm any good or if it's just a, you know, if it's just a legend of me. I don't know. Right. Stay tuned, folks. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I mean, like you have you have material in your shows and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. like, you are coming up with it and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like different stuff. Like, And so I would imagine that you would just like piece that together or maybe even have enough for like a whole show. Yeah, we definitely have enough material for to go to go an hour, like 
we could do it tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? The the part about being a producer though, or producing the Gato Comedy Showcase, is, is I can't just be like, hey, I'm gonna do this show and I'm the headliner. Like, look how awesome I am. You know what I mean? Like, I'm out here promoting, I'm out here producing, but I want to create a stage for other comedians to come down to and for them to shine. Mm-hmm. You know, I want people to say, you gotta play Romology. You gotta do the Gato Comedy Showcase. Like, that's where you gotta go. So that's where my main focus is is to create a stage for other comedians. Mm-hmm. I know that I'll always have that available to me, but let's make sure that everybody else is eating. And then, you know, when it's time to, I'll go to work. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, that sounds great. I'm definitely looking forward to that. As well as, uh, uh, do you have any uh, upcoming shows or anything going on? that like Dude, to... Always, man. Always, and, always. Yeah, no, and again, thank you, Jay. You give, give me a, a fantastic playground. We just finished last weekend... Um, the Gato Com- the first round of the Gato Comedy Gauntlet. 16 comedians start this thing uh, every other month. You know, we're going down from 16 to 8 to 4 to 2. There's a $500 grand prize. There's this really kick-ass championship belt that's Aww. been made up. Yeah, it looks wicked. And then, uh, and of course, the contracts, right? This mm-hmm. is a chance where I get to scout talent to see who I'm going to put into the show. And what's so great about this is this isn't somebody sending me, like, a clip to their YouTube Mm-hmm. Right, we get to put them on our stage in front of our audience and get the audience's feedback as well. So there's three judges, you know, one of them being Marcus Pearson from Fly Dogs, another one Sparky from from the Blaze Radio Station, right? Okay. And then um, and then one of them's great. She's a regular at Romology, and we're like, well, we need a voice <laughs> of the regulars, right? Right. right? Yeah. You know, yeah. who do you want to see at the bar that you like to go to? Yeah, because if they're regular, they've seen a lot of comedy. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> right. And yeah. then so. So that's that. We've got the April Foolin' Around show. The first That's a showcase show, mm-hmm. right? And that's been sold out. That's been sold out since February. Uh, what date is that in April? Second and third. Second and third. And tickets aren't available. They're, they, they sell They're out. They're already done. They're already done. Here's the part that's blowing my mind. We have a show schedule in June. A tribute mm-hmm. to Kenny Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. Tickets are on sale, and they've been selling. Mm-hmm. For a show in June. That just blows my mind, you know? Yeah. That shows, like, what we're creating, the the atmosphere, the ambiance, the whole experience, and people are dialed in and ready for it, man. It's cool. I'm getting on that one for Or not, like, I mean, I'm getting tickets for that one. <laughs> uh, uh, Billy's on that one. Billy's on that one, yeah. Billy Two Guns uh, is on that. We got this great gal, Christine. She's coming out from, uh, from Denver. Mm-hmm. You've got this other gal, BJ, who's coming out from, like, the Panhandle. Mm-hmm. You know, they're driving out just to be on the Gato show. You know, it's going to be... Gonna be some really, really good time, man. We got this dude Skyler, he's coming down from the Siouxland area. I'm I'm just totally stoked. And Ben Webb from Omaha. So it's a solid card. Mm-hmm. And then um I mean it's called, you know, tribute to Kenny Rogers, so I gotta obviously incorporate something with that in there. <laughs> and and I think there might be a guest appearance by by um if I get to the name right, by Polly Darton. So we'll just We'll just see what happens, man. All right? All right. Yeah. That sounds good. And that's going to be June, whatever the first weekend in June is, guys. I oh, think yeah. it's second and third as well. I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be a badass time, though, man. So, yeah, you definitely want to get your tickets. You know, and what I always tell folks is the early shows, those are for folks that like to have dinner and a show. And the late shows, those are for the folks that like to have drinks and the show. It's definitely a tale of two shows, man. Like, the early crowd, it's kind of cool because, like, they're a little bit more mellow. They're, like, they'll let you, like, get through your set. 
You know, the laugh mm -hmm. when they're supposed to. There's no, not a whole lot of heckling. You know, everyone has a good time. You're done right on time. The late crowd. <laughs> Bunch of drinkers. I mean, you got to be ready to roll with those hecklers, dude. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's okay because if they're having a great time and it's not right. taken away from the experience, psh, yeah. game on. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was an idiot one time, and I was at, or at an open mic just sitting there. Yeah. And a guy got up, and he had a NASA shirt, and I was like, oh, you work at NASA? And, <laughs> like, and he said, he, he roasted me pretty good. And, but whenever he got off stage, he gave me, like, a handshake. He's like, sure, oh, man, yeah. thanks, thanks for letting me roast you and all that stuff. I'm like, you know, not that I would have gotten mad at him you right know I mean? maybe somebody would but right. i was like oh shoot i just i did it subconsciously and i was like crap and yeah I think, well i dealt with it right and it's all love i think that's the yeah. one thing too mm -hmm. is that you know if you're getting heckled typically it's just that someone's having a good time and they want to just be a part of that experience yeah right now of course there have been people that are out of control and that's when you just say you're done and mm -hmm. out the door you go and then everybody applauds right so everybody's happy so you just earn some like you know audience points yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, so everybody, check it out. Uh, that I believe that'd be June fifth, uh, the Saturday. Right. So for June fourth and fifth. Fourth and fifth. Right. Yeah. If you follow us on on Facebook, Gato Comedy Syndicate, you'll find uh, a link to the ticket sales. You know, message me. I'll, I'll send you the link directly. We'll get you. We'll get you all tickets, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely would recommend. All right. Thanks a lot, Felix. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. I really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Cool.